What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBA show, the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Goddamn Pope does not realize he's muted. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes, oh, was that anticlimactic. Vote <laughs> fumbling the air horn on oh, Casual oh, Friday, oh, man. Dude, no one has fumbled the bag. No one has fumbled the bag like that. Holy smokes, man. All right, we'll we'll try to move past it. We'll try to move on. <laughs> I we'll can't. On. I'm gonna take myself out, guys. We are presented here by DraftKings Sportsbook. The logo should be up there in in the corner somewhere. Uh, use code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There it is. Tons to bet on this weekend, mainly yeah. the NFL, which is we're just maybe the best sport to bet on. We're just putting yeah. people on blast early on. Vote, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's safe. Yeah, everyone duck. Eric, take yeah. that hat off before we make jokes. Yeah, you're next, D-line. Watch out. <laughs> Fucking bring it, dude. I don't care. <laughs> I'm Harrison Wind. Let me introduce the cast I've got with me today. To my right, it's Brendan Vote. What's cracking, fellas? How we doing? How's everyone doing? I haven't seen you guys in a bit. I know. Brendan's mm-hmm. been in an undisclosed portion of the country that some of That's us right. call the least coast. Yeah, <laughs> it's undisclosed because we just don't like talking about it. It's yeah, dude. better better not to mention. We just it. refuse to disclose it. <laughs> day yeah. one, beautiful. I got nostalgic for home. Day two, gray and rainy. I remembered why I moved. Onward, <laughs> nice, nice. Also joining me on this casual Friday, mm. it's Eric Weedham. You know him as D Line. There it is. The air horns like this place, uh, this goddamn show deserved. uh, There we go. And uh, everyone, yes, this is a remote work show today. I am working remotely from the same office that we uh, record our studio. Yes, and thankfully, uh, the Wi-Fi in our studio is better than the Wi-Fi in Eric's office. Oh, is it not good? (laughs) Yeah, you look horrible. Yeah. I don't want to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, we got a lot on today's show. Uh, We got another update from ESPN on their NBA rank. They finally revealed the top five players in the NBA. I haven't seen it. You have it. it. No, I'm going to react earnestly. See, this is the great part about how you're just constantly working Mm 24-7. When you come on the show, you actually... Like there's no, you don't know any of the spoilers, you know. I'm like, so a, it's, I'm like it's a newborn baby. I just show up on the internet the first day. Everyone yeah. has to explain to me where things <laughs> the, are. The world's oldest newborn baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Brad I do. Like, I have sort of a. Uh, people say like I have a boyish look to my face. I would say I'm you more like a, do. A, yeah. new, a newborn. I look just yeah. sort of like a like, like a an fat kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, I can get behind that. <laughs> um, we're. With Media Day on Monday, Training Camp Tuesday, we're going to go over some of the burning questions that we absolutely need answers to at Media Day. And then stick around for segment three. We're going to put odds on who the Nuggets Training Camp MVP is going to be uh, for next week, which which is a segment I'm really excited for. First, though, I don't know. You know, we, we have a lot of new viewers who, who watch this show, who have come in over the last couple of playoff runs, who have just found us on YouTube. This week is actually the three-year anniversary of DNVR. We started this whole thing three years ago. And we also started doing post-game shows very rarely, but we started doing them three years ago. There's only a couple up on YouTube. Because it's the three-year anniversary of DNVR, I wanted to throw it back to the first ever post-game show that the DNVR Nuggets crew did. This is after opening night 
of the 2019-2020 regular season. It's two minutes. I just I just thought it would be nice to play it on this anniversary. Oh, but I love it. Yair, can you roll the tape? We're on the internet? We're on the internet. Hold Holy up, internet. crap. Let's do it. We Shout ready? out Vanilla Porter We're Jr. Ready. The Vanilla Porter Jr. <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to the DNVR Nuggets podcast, part of the DNVR podcast network, I guess. Um, Sounds good to me. We are wrapping up our first live show of the NBA season. I am joined, of course, today by Harrison Wind. What's going on, guys? 1-0, 82-0, still on the table. Still on One, the table. 102-0. 102-0. Got to include the playoffs and the preseason. It's, right. it's not an 82-game mentality anymore, guys. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, seated to my far left from DNVR Broncos, but filling in tonight to help us analyze this game, Ryan Konensberg. I just wanted to be a part of a win. I wanted to know what it's like <laughs> to cover a winning team. This is foreign territory for him. Feels good, doesn't it? Feels really nice. Feels yeah. really nice. And then, of course, seated to my right, the man himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. 5000, Brendan Vote. So truly thrilled to be here. I can't lose this job. I thought you might big time us on this uh, podcast, this post-game show after getting to 5 I was going to, but my ego's been placed back. I I can't figure out Periscope still. I like how you were dressed as a homeless, jobless person, just in case it happened. Yeah. (laughs) That's what you were going for, right? (laughs) The line on the fashion jokes. We're finding it. We're getting close. (laughs) Want to know what hurts Brendan's feelings? We'll get there. It's not this. It can't be this. (laughs) This is DNVR Studio C, or the lounge set as we call it here. I hope you like what we've done with the place. We love this set. We hope to utilize it a lot throughout the season for live post-game shows, live mailbag events, just something live to interact with the audience, talk about uh, some of the cool stuff in real time. And that's what we're going to do tonight because there's a lot of momentum. I am feeling an enormous amount of just energy and positivity because the Nuggets completely sucked and somehow got a road win anyway against a rival. Uh so that was three years ago, boys. There, a, a lot's changed in three years. A lot to unpack there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm glad we're still ripping vote for his uh, fashion choices. That Even hasn't they, changed. They got substantially better. and the You jokes look like a more. completely different person. Like, your I, hair is different. Your clothes look, are different. I got a girlfriend. That's what happened. Between that then and now. That actually is true. That's yeah. all that happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, D-Line wasn't in that episode, but you were in the room, right? I was. I was in the office, just off to the side, watching the entire thing. Like, I was, like, monitoring the Mevo. I, I don't know yeah, what you I were our, You were a tech guy. I, I wasn't even a tech guy. I don't know what I was doing, frankly. I was just, like, wasn't on the show. But then I was, like, on every other show. Every after. other show right. forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that was the first ever post-game show. I thought that was pretty interesting. That, that actually set- predated, well, I was going to say, that actually predated the concept of the lounge. The lounge right. came later when uh, we were talking about, like, it was like the injury lounge. We called it, like, we mm. started to call it a different lounge based on how the show went, yeah. how the game went. And then we just settled, settled it on winners and losers. Yeah. We were just calling it post-game show i think that set was really dark definitely darker than i remember can't really Really see much (laughs) it was nighttime in there yeah yeah but it was the beginning of what we have today so um yeah we've come a long way in the last three years so i thought i'm thinking like because someone just commented and i agree the lack of the air horn was just because i do it now i did yeah muted just now backstage when i heard and welcome in and i it's just a reflex I wonder when that started. 
you oh, know man that would be great to look back on when like, it started i'm sure it had to have been after some just like vibey thing yeah like, I know. Yeah. maybe maximum seven. vibe show yeah i'm gonna check the seven again i feel like it's in there i i look back on youtube i couldn't find the seven on YouTube. There's only a couple post-game shows from that office on well, YouTube. There's that one. There's a mailbag with uh, Adam and Vote. And I, D-Line, you might be in that one. There's a random mailbag. And then there's just like one more post-game show. That's it. Yo, you should... Um... You should search Twitter. We used to put everything on Twitter. We didn't put it on YouTube. I tried to. I, it was I all Periscope enough, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was Periscope. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> that, was, that was a good look back at where we were at three years ago. Uh, like where that. we're at today, we've been talking about this list all week that ESPN's been putting out. They've been ranking the best players in the NBA. And finally Ooh, today, top we five. have the conclusion of that list. The top five is out. Uh, Yair, can you bring up that link? Because we're going to go through the top five. Number five, and this what? was a surprise to me. Steph Curry's Steph number five? Curry, the fifth best player in the league, D-line. What? Yeah. Dude, this is incredible. I can't believe it. I actually think that he's underrated. I'm actually yeah. kind of mad. That means that Joel B is above Steph Curry? Oh, no. Oh, I'm uh, surprised by this? I'm not surprised. But I don't know if it's accurate. I mean, he. It's not accurate. I generally like this top five, but I don't want to do spoiler alerts because D line doesn't know. Yeah. I, I. It is a little bit. I think we do overthink that him being a big part of a super team so much, because the top of the top of his resume, like the 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 peak stuff, is out of control. It's out of control, and they just won another one where he was very clearly reasons number one two and three that they won yeah it does feel like i never thought steph was better than lebron but it does feel like since we tried that conversation we've almost kind of pushed him off to the side a little too much mm -hmm. I, I am glad to see him above uh the slim reaper though oh my god yeah steph curry above Embiid, like uh Gorovish saying in the comments is bullshit um like steph curry should be ranked higher than Embiid. On my personal rankings, Steph Curry would be third. He'd be third on my personal rankings. Me too. Fifth behind Luca. also, I think is crazy. Give some respect to the reigning champ. The reigning, you know? the reigning MVP of the finals. Like yeah. He finally got that finals MVP, and he has been a unanimous MVP in this league, a unanimously voted MVP. And he's not any worse than he was then. Right. Right. In crazy. fact, all he's done is come back and, and won again. It's crazy. This is an insane whatever. Uh, I think I do think one thing about Steph, like the year where he missed his best players and they missed the playoffs, I don't think he raises a floor like Jokic and Giannis and Prime LeBron does. But I think he affects a ceiling as much as anyone we've watched, you know? He's yep. and at a certain point the results have to speak for themselves. Well, yeah, I would never put him above Jokic and Giannis, but I would right. put him above motherfucking Embiid and Luca. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, with that, let's go to number four on this list. It's Joel Embiid. Disgusting. Although not above Jokic, feel good about that. 
better than the number four player. In, oh, man. Joel Embiid is a difficult player for us personally to evaluate because there is much consternation and much uh, fighting that comes at the expense of Joel Embiid and the denizens of beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania that love to fight us about Joel Embiid all the time. It totally has skewed my vision of him. I recognize him as a very great player. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah. We all like, do. Yeah. We see we you know, it's obnoxious to watch him fall down all the time. I don't know that I would be so annoyed if it wasn't like a Jokic versus Embiid thing all the time. Right, right. Um I mean, he's a great player. I would he's a great Steph player. In, he won the Steph scoring title last year too, and is yeah. just a dominant defender. He he's a great player. I hate he is. To say that I hate having to put that on wax. I think he is the fourth best player in the league. My issue is how it's bracketed around him. I think it should be Steph at three, and beat at four, and then okay. uh, Wonderkind at five. But as we'll see coming up here, not how ESPN sees it. Yeah, number three on this list is Luka Doncic. Woo, Jokic in the top two, baby. <laughs> Let's yeah, go. So I'll, I'll, I got to give ESPN some props here. I was not expecting Jokic to be in the top two. He is. He is in the top two ahead of Luka, ahead of Steph, which is surprising to me, and ahead of Joel Embiid. Um, Luka is number three. He was number four last year, so he gets bumped up one spot. It's tough because, like, the Mavs are such a confusing team to me. Right. They right. get to the conference finals last year. They've got all this momentum, and then they just get clearly worse this summer. So it's going to be interesting where he winds up next year. But, um, yeah, Luke is coming into the season with a lot of hype. It's tough because it's still, despite results, which are there at his age. I mean, he's unbelievable, of course. Mm -hmm. There is still an awful amount of projection that's built into the way we talk about Luca. For sure. Having yeah. said that, the second half of that sentence is, I expect him to meet all of these projections, right? So it's, it is kind of, we're getting there with Luca. I mean, I do think at, at the best of the best of his games, he can, he's as good as anyone night tonight. Mm -hmm. I just think he's probably still got some lessons to learn as a younger player. I think mentally, emotionally, he's still got some of those Jokic lessons to learn, some leadership Definitely. lessons. Definitely. And as and he doesn't need my help playing basketball, fellas, but I still think he loves bad basketball a little too much in terms of the ISO stuff. So I I think he's not yet the best version of himself, but I recognize that should he hit that, we're talking about one of the very, very, very best. Yeah, I would imagine the rationale that went into this is that Luca improved over this last season. So he should be rewarded by moving up the scale. And he, if he was mm -hmm. at four last year, all right, we got to like acknowledge the fact that he actually did improve and, and move him to three. You know, I mean, he's a great player. It can't get he's too mad. Incredible he's incredible. And he's going to be better this year. So I, I get yep. it. I do get it for sure. Yep. Let's get to the top two. Number two, the second best player in the NBA. Yeah, there Nicola. he is. Listen, yeah. we, saw it coming. we saw it coming. Uh, this is a small coronation, although truly a gutless performance from ESPN. Afraid to give the true best player in the league the flowers that he so sorely deserves. He has voted the MVP over the last two seasons in a very wide margin. Uh, 
everybody, you know, we sort of, even as we started to look at this list, this very important exercise of us looking at what other writers say things are. Yes, absolutely. We acknowledged the fact that it was going to be uh, Giannis at number one. We all knew that. That was going to happen. Uh, I don't agree with it, but listen, uh, I'm, as the, I'm as biased as they get. So um, I will take this number two and I will run with it. Go ahead, Wynn. I said on this show, really, the, over this entire week, because we've been talking about this this entire week, that I would not get mad if he was number two. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to get mad. It is what it is. He should be number one. He's not. He's number two. It's fine. He was ranked sixth last year? Yeah. Coming off an MVP, he was ranked sixth? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get mad about that retroactively right now. But that does that does reflect what you guys just articulated, which is him going from six to two. I mean, that's this is as close as we've ever seen, you know, a mainstream media piece just be like, yeah, dude. And it's really hard for us to I honestly think it's really hard for us to argue Giannis. I think we're all in agreement that he's number one. But mm-hmm. I'm not – if someone gives me Giannis's uh, resume, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, well, I don't know. Like, it's insane. You know, Giannis has the hardware. The run he just had without his second-best player was very validating, I thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, Giannis has everything he needs to make this argument for number one. And if someone from Milwaukee says he's number one, I go, I hear you. I, I would say I think the two best players are Jokic and Giannis. We're from Denver. It's a lot easier for us to say back-to-back MVPs. We watch this guy every night. He's clearly number one, but this is, this is far from blasphemous. You know, Giannis, Giannis has earned that top spot. And I do think it's going to take Jokic winning a title for a place like ESPN to say, okay, he's taking the throne, you know? No, I agree with Kevin here. Him and Giannis are in a tier alone. I think so because of the floor raising thing. I don't think any players Mm -hmm. in the league, I agree. You can just say they're on the roster. We're at bare minimum, very competitive. I think they present that more than, more than anyone. Yeah. Because Do you guys want to hear the top, the top five real quick from last year? Sure. It was Steph at five, Luca four, LeBron three, Giannis two, Kevin Durant one. Dude, Kevin, no one had a bigger fall than Kevin Durant. To fall from the top to eight is unreal. Yeah. In, yeah. A, in, a year where, in a year where he was not injured, consider that. Dude, I mean, when you're uh, a playing team and you get swept. Oh, man. I mean, Kyrie was with him. I know that team wasn't very good, but this is our point about the floor thing, you know? So I, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not like Denver really took it to Golden State, but I just, Jokic just presents a, you're in this. Even if I, veil of ignorance about the rest of the roster, if all I know is this piece, you're in this thing any given night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think KD was injured a little last he year, was, though, but yeah, just, was he? just a little bit. I think yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then number one, we, we've been talking about him, but yeah, Giannis is number yeah, one on this yeah, list. Yeah. Look, right I, yeah, we're we're Giannis guys on this yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, we we, we like cares. Giannis. Yeah, it's fine. It's great. Yeah. All right, that is the conclusion <laughs> of uh, NBA rank talk on this. Wow. Hey, can someone tell me where Tatum was on this list in the chat? Oh, looking to get mad. I think he was at seven, dude. I think he was better than Kevin Durant. Yeah, he was. We missed you on the show yesterday, though, to break that one. <laughs> been, I did resurface. Sure. I did resurface from my Twitter break at uh, one a.m. last night. There was a neat story that went down, but 
That's for another show. <laughs> um, the other piece of news that's not nearly as exciting as NBA players getting ranked, but maybe more important. Um, the Grand Rapids Gold made the hiring of Andre Miller as their head coach official yesterday. We talked about that when the news broke. I was like a month ago or something. Um, but Andre Miller officially the head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold. There's also a couple new assistants. One of them, Jeff Tripognier. I don't know how to say that last name. He's a former Nugget. Um, Jeff T. Former Nugget. Played 19 games with Denver from 2002 to 2004. He was Andre Miller's teammate in 2004. So that's kind of cool. A former Nugget. Only had a cup of coffee in Denver. But a former Nugget, nonetheless, on the Grand Rapids Gold coaching staff with Andre Miller. I love it, man. I love uh, keeping some sort of like Nuggets legacy in the um, organization. I mean, like Jason Terry was cool, but we didn't really have any connection to Jason Terry. I love that this is like Nuggets. This is like a Nuggets guy. This is a guy that played off of cunning and smarts. Like he had as much athleticism as Nikola Jokic does currently. Uh, He's He's kind of the point guard version of Nikola Jokic. He absolutely is. Yeah. So he like, he, I mean, if you're the jump shots that Andre Miller would fire off, like I didn't think anyone could jump any lower than um, Andre Miller. And then I saw Dev shooting jump shots. Dev shoots. Dev does not leave the earth when he shoots jump shots. It's pretty remarkable. It's actually anyway, really true. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's, true. It's Dev's jump shot just fits with his personality. It's true. It's, true. it's it's it's. It, listen, I love it. I, I'm all for it. But I just love the idea that we have you know some sort of lineage represented mm-hmm. in it, the it's a new the thing it's still so far remote right so like to really hammer this home idea home of this is a nuggets affiliated team i actually think this is a neat direction in that step and look i don't know how many people are buying tickets to watch that team ever but just as far as hopping on a stream i wonder if this is like if you're a Nuggets fan, are you that much more interested just in checking them out because Andre Miller's in the fold? Of course. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. so. So this is great. great yeah. Go Grand Rapids is so far removed from Denver. It's not on the complete opposite side of the country, but you know, it's not like this team is in Colorado Springs or you know, Broomfield or something where the Nuggets D League team was sure. once upon a time. So anything that can bridge that gap and connect the G League team to Denver, I think is good. It's great. This, this does that. Yeah, this start, finally agree. feels like our G League team as opposed to a G League team that we are begrudgingly affiliated with. And this is a guy who he kind of checks both boxes of had a lot of pizzazz as a player, have some sweet highlights, but he's also – and he was very good, but he also did the survive as a vet thing, right? Figure out how to stay mm-hmm. in the league for a long time. So there's there's a there's a what is the expression? A we- a wealth of experience? Is that sure? Is that it? Yeah, um, sounds good. That he has that he can that he can sort of impart to those players. You know, you never know for sure how it translates. Such a high IQ player, does it mean the same thing when you're coaching? I don't know. But if he's committed to this, we know he's got. A, pers- a successful career and a su- successful approach to the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. No question. Listen to the stat from Andre Miller, because people will forget definitely the younger generation that he was a great NBA point guard. Andre Miller is just one of eight players in NBA history to record at least 16,000 points 
8,500 assists and 4,500 rebounds in their career. The list of those eight players is LeBron James, Oscar Robertson, Russell Westbrook, Gary Payton, Chris Paul, Magic Johnson, Jason Kidd, and Andre Miller. That's that's my new favorite list. That's <laughs> awesome. That's a crazy stat. Yeah, yeah. He, he played a long goddamn time. He was in he the did forever. I, I love I love Andre Miller. That's yeah. that's George Carl's like favorite player. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, I I just can't wait for the the knowledge that Andre Miller can can have trickle down onto whatever players the Nuggets sent to Grand Rapids. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's hit a break. On the other side, we're going to preview Media Day, which is Monday. We're, we're back, guys. We're back in the on-season. We'll preview some of the questions that we're hoping to get answers to at Media Day on the other side. Evoca TV. They're good friends of ours. I mean, they've helped us out. Let's be honest. We wanted to get to Serbia. That doesn't happen without Evoca's belief, sponsorship, investment in us, in Serbia, and in, in <clears throat> some of that content we've already produced, the content that's been coming that is coming down the line, but it's not just about that content. I mean, what's the most important content there is on this show? It's the games themselves. It's the Nuggets playing basketball, distressingly, confusingly hard to do in Denver lately. Uh, not so much anymore with Ivaca TV. The new GOAT in Colorado sports wants you to have your favorite teams, your coverage of your favorite teams, all in one place, all in one affordable bundle. So check out Evoca TV by going to evoca.tv, evoca.tv slash Colorado 10. And know that if you're a Colorado sports fan, you're getting $25 a month. Um, you're getting $10 off per month, excuse me, of the original price, which is $25 a month, plus a $5 receiver fee. So get yourself hooked up with Evoca. Skip out on the billionaire slap fight. Your favorite teams, your favorite coverage, all in one place. Get yourself hooked up with Ivaca. And whether or not the Nuggets are playing basketball, the Broncos are playing football, you can always have skin in the game thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook and also an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Obviously, the NFL season is back, and DraftKings is talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win. They get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone, not just new users, but everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. For every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? Do it with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download that app now. Use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. All right, and we're back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast, the DMBA show. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Guys, on Monday, media day at Ball Arena, Tuesday, training camp starts in San Diego. We'll be out there. Giving you guys all the coverage that you need for that. But Monday we'll be here for Media Day. It's the official, you know, kickoff of the season. Media Day, it's like the first day of school. Everybody's in a good mood. Uh, everybody's optimistic. I, I don't think anybody's hurt yet. Everyone's Just, wearing their best outfit. Yeah, everybody's, you know, got <laughs> their uniform the tucked in. Yep. Um, the vibes are great. If the vibes aren't immaculate at Media Day, it's going to be a really bad season. But um, I expect the vibes to be great on Monday. 
But with that being said, there's a lot of questions that I've got on my mind heading into media day. So I thought we could go over those here and just kind of talk about what we're expecting, what we're hoping to hear. The first one that I have on the top of my mind is what's this team's mindset going to be? And I'm thinking about the championship mindset that we've all had all summer. And I'm curious to see how that comes across on Monday. I think back to what Michael Malone said at the end of last season, after last season was over, and how he just totally put the theme of this offseason and this coming season just right out there in front of anybody. He said, windows only stay open for so long. We have to capitalize when we have a special player like Nicola. And I think he was talking to a lot of people with that quote. I think he was talking to Calvin Booth, who would later become the GM and decision maker. I think he was talking to his players too, that like we have to attack this summer and next season with this championship mindset. So I'm curious to hear, and I'm wondering how Malone's going to set the tone again when he speaks on Monday, because he definitely said it really strongly when he made those comments after last season. I don't think he's going to pass up another opportunity to do that at media day. Um, Vote, what what kind of tone do you think he's going to try to set on Monday? I think he's going to pick up right where he left off, totally. It might have a little bit more of a relaxed feel to it, right? Like those first day of summer camp vibes, of course. There's excitement in the air, right? Mm -hmm. Especially for teams like Denver who know. I mean, some some teams are signing up for an 82-game slog, and Denver is signing up for what you sign up for as top-tier competitors. This is the kind of season you hope to enter. So I'm sure there will be excitement in the air. I think Malone will, will drill that same message home. Curious to see how uniform, you know, that set how uniformly that sentiment is echoed across the roster, particularly with Jokic, who always kind of seems to zig when everyone else is zagging in terms of narrative and messaging. But we've talked about it a lot this summer. Teams like Phoenix had it in the regular season. Teams like Golden State have had it for seven years. There's a middle ground between this this palpable professionalism, but a dose of joy in there as well. And we want to see them kind of bring that to, to just every every sort of media availability and every game, I think. D-Line, do you think the Nuggets are going to be locked in from opening night of the regular season? Or do you think it might take some time for them to like fully come together? Well, I mean, you've got to remember you're reintegrating two very important pieces in the starting lineup for guys that were out all last season in Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. You're integrating a brand new piece in Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and then you have the stalwarts of the offense that are going to still be there and on the defensive side. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. These guys, Nikolai mm-hmm. isn't even playing with those guys yet, like you know, we haven't seen them scrimmage together. And, you know, I don't think that there is a more unique experience in the NBA than playing alongside Nikola Jokic. So there probably is going to be a little bit of learning, particularly for a guy like KCP, who's, you know, played with basically ball vacuums for a lot of his life. Like he's played with LeBron ball James, <laughs> you know, he's like guys with like Great black term. holes that like, this is actually going to be like, yo, we're actually like really counting on like, you. you need to yeah. get open. You need to find, make sure you're in the right sp- spot, uh, et cetera, et cetera. 
all that to be said, like I, I don't expect them to be hitting on all cylinders right out of the gate, but I think that they'll be good. You know, like I think that yeah. there's enough, there's enough there, like the just the raw basketball talent that has been assembled that's going to be able to, you know, just gel with Jokic and that he can just get you an open shot if you can knock it down, you'll be fine. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see their final form till you know, like months into the season, but sure. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I think they will take a little bit of time to come together, but I still think they're going to be really, really good right off the bat. Like, I, I think they're going to open up the season on fire. I really do. But they still might not hit their peak right. for a little right. bit. Um, th- incorporating a new starter like KCP, like you said, D-line, that's a big storyline because they didn't have to do that last year. Yeah. Last year, they came back with the same starting five that they did from the previous season. They've got a new starter this year. They've got Bruce Brown, who I would call their... I don't know if I want to call him their sixth man. Sixth or seventh man. Sure. Who's going to be playing a big role? Who wasn't here last year? Getting him incorporated will take some time. So maybe a little bit of growing pains off the bat, but I think they're going to be really good out of the gate. I, I think you guys know in baseball, you warm up with, with the, the donut on the bat and you take yeah. it off and you feel like a superhero. I mean, Jokic playing offense with those guys again, even if they're at like 40%, it's going to be like taking three donuts off the bat, man. He's just going to feel like he can breathe through two lungs again. So I think you guys are absolutely right about, Whatever that top performance is from a contender, it's going to take maybe half a season to get there. But what's exciting is this team now has both the the baseline of Jokic and enough aggregate talent to just, even at at suboptimal play, survive a lot of games. So I I think they're going to have a pretty competitive record out of the gate. Yeah, absolutely. Something else I'm very curious to learn about on Monday. What's the roadmap for Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr.? How much are they playing in the preseason? How much are they playing in the regular season right off the bat? Is Jamal Murray going to sit back-to-backs? Is he going to potentially miss that second game in Golden State on ESPN so he can play the next night in Denver's home opener at home against Oklahoma City? Like, How much – how careful are the Nuggets going to be with those guys? How – many days off are they going to get how many minutes are they going to play i'm just curious about what the roadmap is going to be with both mpj and jamal murray because judging off the stuff we've seen they look great i'm curious to see what michael malone has planned for them though yeah me too me too uh the other thing i kind of want to ask about is the rotation particularly the backup center and i know i don't Again, it's not a massive part of the season, but I for am, us it is though. It, it's not. It's not not small. You know? Yeah, it's a part of it. It's a part of it. it's. It's probably the biggest question on the roster, right? In terms of like, are there good answers there? I think mm-hmm. uh, in other spots there are questions, but you feel fine about multiple answers. This one. So, is the plan to play DeAndre right out of the gate? You know, are they, are they going to let us know that? Do have they decided that? That's something I want to know. Although. I admit it's a, a couple bars below. How does Jamal Murray look? That one, a little more important. <laughs> yeah. Is, is Boogie Cousins in the league currently? No. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. Not the age. What, what, what are we doing? DeAndre Jordan? All right. Whatever. Why is he 
a what? free agent. What is happening? <laughs> he was great last year for the Nuggets, but is yeah. not on an NBA roster. Is he now, asking for too much be? money? Is he asking for too much money? <laughs> is he a problem in... Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> what is the deal here? Um... <laughs> I think what you said, vote about the backup center thing, that can probably go into the question of what are the positional battles to watch for. Right. Yep, you're right. What's going to happen at backup center? I think maybe we'll get some clarity for that on Monday if it's DeAndre Jordan's job or if there's a competition there. I think the latter might be true. Backup point guard, is that Bones Highland's job? Is there a competition there with him and Ish Smith? I wouldn't be surprised if if the latter is true there as well, just to give just Bones some competition can there, early on in camp. Can there not be a position battle between Bones and Ish Smith? Just just my feeling on the matter. I know. Do we right? need can to? We just, yeah, Do right? Like, to? is there a position battle between Jamal Murray and uh, KCP? Or like, <laughs> can we just, yeah, can we just say Bones is the backup uh, point? But, but I agree with Wynn that Malone, if he talks about position battles, he'll throw that one in there. Yeah, I think so too. Backup small forward, another interesting position battle. <laughs> As in, they still don't have any. Yeah. So I hope we get some answers on that. Another question that, and another guy I'm curious to talk to is Aaron Gordon. Curious to talk to him about his summer, what he focused on, and more specifically, if he did anything to try to raise his basketball IQ. Because if you remember, right. guys, right. after the Nuggets were eliminated, in Golden State last season, Aaron Gordon said, I really need to raise my basketball IQ, you know, to try to get on a similar level to Yoke. He didn't say this exactly, but sure. just to mesh and fit with him better, I need to raise my basketball IQ. So I'm curious to hear what if he's done anything to do that. And, and D-line, when I heard that, that seems like a hard thing to just sort of work on in the like, offseason, doesn't it? I, like, what does that my, mean? Like, watching film? My favorite part of every offseason in the NBA is that you can fix anything you're bad at. Like, if you can't shoot, it's like, oh, he's got to fix his jumper. Like, what do you, what, do you think he's been shooting his entire life up to this point? Uh, I don't know how you decide to get smarter than you get smarter. Uh, he lowered his social IQ the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if he needs to improve his <laughs> basketball IQ. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, what does that mean? Like, I honestly you need to think... process things faster. You need to acknowledge the plays are being run. Like, what are we doing? Here? I think, and I, I also think there's a 0% chance this is happening. One-on-one -on -one film sessions with Yoke. I think they should look at plays where Gordon made the wrong choice and Yoke should break down the play, and they should yeah. talk about it. Oh, there's, man. There's no so chance that's happening. None. Right. Zero. zero. There's le a less than 0% chance. But it would be at the top of my power rankings of, like, off-season developments. I would I would lose my mind. I mean, I, there's something maybe to be said about, like, not just being like, oh, I got to dump over that guy, like, every time if you're – Yeah, yeah. Athlete, yeah. You're like, yeah. Now you're like, oh, okay, I should, like, maybe position myself in a place where rebounds generally bounce from that position. Or I don't know. Who knows? I to me it just sounds ludicrous the idea that you could just raise your IQ because you've decided to. But I agree. What the that. what the fuck do I know? <laughs> I would think watching a lot of film like you were getting at vote is the best way to do that. Yeah. Looking at specific examples of 
me not reading the floor correctly, me right. not being in the right spot when Yoke has the ball, me not, you know, playing off him correctly or reading the defense right. Correcting those, that's easy to see in film. That's tough to replicate, you know, on the practice court, just go being in those exact same situations. Right. I made yeah. this read last time. Now I need to, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Like you guys are saying, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, vote you excited for anything else on Monday or, or what are you, what are you hoping to find out Monday? Well, I, I always care about muscle watch. Uh, sure. Calf watch season, calf watch season, particularly. I, I approach muscle watch season different than everyone else. Uh, I'm focused on the who's lower cross, body. Who's yeah. your crosshairs right now? Who, who are you looking for? I'm curious about Christian Brown's calf. Oh, oh, we saw him in summer league. Do they look different though? I mean, I know the body is in a different stratosphere now, but what, what mm-hmm. is he skipping leg day? I gotta know. I gotta know. Um, mm-hmm. What about I also? What, what's Bruce Brown working with? Do we know? I, I like the that's a good I bet his cavalry. <laughs> Actually, that's a good like dark horse best cavalry. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Oh, we've got calf takes. I Dude. think I am also curious if we hear about and to what extent there were off-season meetups, who was working with who, who's been in touch with who. I'm kind of a sucker for that stuff. I don't know how much yeah. it translates or matters, but if we're talking about the championship mentality, that to me sounds like due diligence. Were you guys together this summer, right? Was it a unified effort to improve and, and spend time with each other? Mm-hmm. D-line, you curious about anything at Media Day? Um, I am, as you know, led in all parts of my life by vibes. That's right. I want you to be a vibometer. Of what's going on with the Denver Nuggets. Where are the vibes? Are people feeling vibey? Or is there is a or is there a, a noted lack of vibes in the building? I would expect things to be vibey because we've got a lot of new players. Uh, we got a lot of new excitement in the building. Uh, a lot of people getting to really wrap their head around the idea that they get to play with the number two best player in the NBA, yeah. Nikola Jokic. So guys coming to Denver to play with the second best player in the league. You got to love it. <laughs> like, I just want to know how the vibes are, man. Like, I feel like everything else is really going to sort itself out, but I just kind of, you know, I want to, I want the curtain to be pulled back. I am predicting the vibes to be a 10 out of 10. Oh, I think they're going to be incredible. Me too. I think they're going to be, Yep. On a different level, I almost think, than we've ever seen. Definitely better than last year. The vibes were not great last year, obviously, with Jamal being out and some other injury questions looming in the ether. This year, they're going to be at an entirely different level, I think, from what we've seen in the past. I mean, I love the I love the hypothesis. I just want the on-the-ground level reporting on vibes. Mm-hmm. We might need a vibe meter. Can you make that graphic for us, please? <laughs> yes, I can. Right yes, okay. I'll do it during segment three. <laughs> yeah, I feel like with the point you were bringing up, you were just asking to make a vibe meter. I was. I, I basically, every conversation I have, I see if there's some way I can do work uh, as a result of the conversation. So, yes. Beautiful. Uh, let's hit another break. On the other side, who might be the Nuggets training camp MVP? I think we should put some odds on the contenders oh, for that. Oh, oh, oh boy. This is this is right up Wins Alley. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey guys, Breckenridge Brewery. They're the official beer of DNVR. Official brewery of DNVR. They're our friends, they're our homies, and they want you to know about this here Hootenanny. 
Breckenridge Brewery has a birthday coming up. 32 years young, and to celebrate, they're throwing a weekend-long hootenanny. You know that's appealing. Just by calling it a hootenanny instead of a party, you're halfway there already. Kick off the fall with live music, food, beer, and of course, and games. Uh, be there October 8 and 9 at their Littleton location. They've got national acts like Spin Doctors, Baby, and local favorites, Railroad Earth, rocking out. So Spin Doctors, man, I'm go, I'm going. Stay tuned to everything DNBR for hootenanny giveaways leading up to October 8th. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artist lineups. Ladies, fellas, folks of all ages, identifications, if you're ever in a car crash that wasn't your fault and you've got medical bills, injuries, uh, I can speak from experience. That is half the trauma of that is not just the car accident. It's the bureaucratic nightmare you go through and the financial nightmare you go through after the fact. And then not all of us have people looking out for us. Not all of us know sort of how to handle those situations. That's what Travis Legal Offices is for. They're a family-run law firm experienced in Colorado personal injury cases and insurance disputes. And they have attorneys who are educated locally at DU and CU law schools and a staff that has more than 35 years of experience in handling personal injury cases. Call Travis Legal Offices today at 303-766-8766. You'll get a free consultation on your personal injury matter. One more time, that's 303 303- 766-8766. You can also reach out 24-7 on the web at travislegaloffices.com. It's scary. It's difficult to go through this. Don't go through it alone. Go through it with Travis Legal in your corner. Man, can I just say my favorite thing about the world is that uh, the insurance companies are, you are legally required to pay them their services and then when you actually need them to help you out you need a lawyer to make sure that you actually get the money that you need and you're like hey where's all that money that we paid you like oh we have 15 commercials during every football game didn't you like flow they're like no we don't like flow stop (laughs) showing us fucking flow give us the money when we get in a fucking accident how's that sound it's a nightmare how being in an accident is your fault bureaucratically. So Unreal. that's what Travis Legal Office like, Didn't you see our hilarious new commercial starring frogs? You're like, yeah, it was annoying. <laughs> uh, with that, welcome back into the DMVR Let's go! podcast, the DMVA show. We're presented. <laughs> there it is. By DraftKings Sportsbook. Use the code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Guys, we've got training camp kicking off Tuesday in San Diego. We'll be out there covering it, of course. But with every training camp comes a potential training camp MVP. Last year, from my notes that I have, the MVP of training (laughs) camp was Aaron Gordon. Oh, okay. All right. The year before that, the year before that, from my notes in 2020, it was PJ Dozier. You were right I don't, on that one. Yeah. Right? You got that one right? I don't, I don't know if I got it right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have any notes on the winners before that. I just have the last two years. But Dozier okay. and Aaron Gordon have been the quote-unquote training camp MVP the last couple of years. Do you guys have a pick of, of who you oh, think yeah. oh, yes. might be training camp MVP? D-Line, you want to go first? Jamal... Murray is going to be the training camp MVP. He is ready to get back. He is taking the training wheels off. He is knocking off all of the dust. He's going to come back. We saw in that video, he was dunking with authority. He was making, he needs to reestablish his place on this team. So Jamal Murray is going to come in hot. Watch. 
D-line, I agree with you. Ah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He's my favorite for a training camp MVP. I'll just put a, you know, minus 100 line on there. <laughs> I think Jamal Murray's going to have a great training camp. And I think he's going to step into a leadership role. I think he's going to try to take command of this team. And from what we've seen, he's been looking great. And I, I just expect him to really stand out at camp. So my vote, my early vote is for Jamal Murray. Usually this goes to a role player, but mm-hmm. I just think it might be setting up for Jamal Murray to be the talk of camp. Fellas, I've got a five pepper take that I actually Whoa, kind of stumbled into. Oh, let's go. Okay. I'm ready. DeAndre Jordan. What? What? <laughs> He's bringing what? the energy. Get out of here. There's leadership. There's damage control on the signing. There's damage control on this signing because he shows up to camp. He's active. He's playing hard. He's playing defense. He's talking on defense. He's talking Uh, to the rooks. And uh, you know what? This will be the peak of his season. This will be as high as stonks get. But DeAndre DeAndre Jordan training camp stonks are going to be through the roof. He's the MVP. If DeAndre Jordan is the training camp MVP, I am terrified for this fucking season. I do not want to watch it. If DeAndre Jordan's the training camp MVP, the vibes that we talked about that are going to be on a 10 at media day are going down. <laughs> That's a vibe killer, I think. I Bro. No, I disagree. I think they're going to sell us on how dope it is to have DeAndre around. Oh, my God. Bro, I'm not saying I, it's going to be dope. I'm just saying that's going to be the message. There is, you know, how many guesses it would have taken me to get to you <laughs> selecting DeAndre Jordan as the prohibitive favorite for the MVP of training camp, dude. How many I didn't even have him on 15? the list here. It would have been 15 guesses. <laughs> it's going to be great when he no shows training camp. <laughs> he starts playing rugby full time. Oh my God, dude. Or he just retires. Uh, what are those? <laughs> Okay. I'm not even first taking you. I kind of think this could happen. Wow. Really uh, well, if you call it, um, yeah, we're going to have to do something I'm special. Glad, I'm glad this is being recorded. At least we can refer, we can refer back to this in humorous uh, ways. Oh, right, what? Have I ever been wrong live on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I agree with Elon. I think Jamal Murray is, is the favorite. I have him pegged as the favorite. My... Next guy with the next shortest odds that I have here, just put him at plus 100. Bruce Brown. Yep. Bruce Brown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, because, because Bruce Brown, I think, is similar to PJ Dozier in a lot of ways. And PJ Dozier just, he does a lot of things, plays defense, plays his role. He I'm does a lot of things that will stand out. <laughs> still trying to get over that. Can't get over this. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome when it happens. <laughs> the same way that PJ Dozier has stood out at training camp, I think Bruce Brown will stand out in that same way. He's gonna be great defensively. Play with a lot of different lineups. Offensively, I think he's better than people give him credit for because yeah. he's been in Brooklyn on a team with a couple stars and just hasn't been able to really showcase. I think a lot of the things he can do. I think Michael Malone is going to love Bruce Brown. I think he might be the Nuggets' sixth man this year. I think he's got a great shot to be training camp MVP. I think my number two in the clubhouse, for the same reason, the same rationale, 
as Jamal Murray is Michael Porter Jr. Whoa, I believe wow. Michael That's Porter. Than Jordan, bro. Michael Porter Jr. will want to come back and show all of the Nuggets that he can be counted upon. That his jump shot is back. That he is that dude. That he is here alongside Jamal Murray to put the rest of the league on notice and to bring us back to the once to the to the heights that we were experiencing for eight beautiful games. Michael Porter Jr. Can't wait to see it. Let's go. I I think Michael Porter Jr. is more likely to win a league MVP than a training camp MVP, but you never know. You never know. Uh, I'm going to go with a probably slightly more popular pick this time around. Oh Adonis Arms. We're already hearing, <laughs> already hearing just from the streets. Oh, I'm going to try to get sauced up here, but streets are talking. Bones Highland. Bones oh, Highland dude, yes, easy. Bones Highland has a big role coming up. I think Bones Highland has a big training camp coming up as well. Okay. Yeah, he's been on like an and one mixtape tour since the for real uh, dude. since the season ended. Yeah, Bones, um, Bones is trying to put out more YouTube content than us. He, I, I think he is his role right now. He is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> Uh, Harrison. Okay, next next up here, I've got a third guy that I have pegged as my third most likely to get training camp MVP. That's Aaron Gordon. Um, yeah, I just think I just think Aaron Gordon is ever since he got to Denver, I just feel like he's been constantly ascending almost. And two full years into being a Denver nugget, I just feel like he's comfortable and he's confident and it seems like he had a great off season and I just expect them to have a big preseason. So um, I've got him at uh what do I got him at? Plus 150, third shortest, third shortest odds in on my book. So we'll see. But I got I got high expectations for Aaron Gordon this season. He is he, he is in the perfect role again, just like he was uh when he got traded here for those first couple games. So predicting AG to repeat as um, training camp MVP, potentially. What about, how do we feel about um, what we expect to see out of KCP? I see. I feel like training camp MVP is a place where people prove it to guys that don't maybe know them as well. So I'm looking at all of the newcomers as, guys that are going to put in extra work. Like we know who the MVP of training camp is not going to be. And that is Nikola Jokic. He's not right. going to put the work in. He shouldn't put the work yeah. in. If he is training camp MVP, that's bad. Um, but Bruce Brown, KCP, and by extension, you know, Jamal Murray essentially being reintroduced to this team, Michael Porter Jr. Same thing. DeAndre Jordan, the prohibitive favorite in the clubhouse, brand new player. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. Could yeah, guess Carlos. What 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 about Zeke too? Zeke feels like a guy with a lot to prove. Also, yeah. definitely a lot to prove. Definitely about, a big training camp for him. Davon Reed. Is Ooh. this where he sneaks back into Malone's graces? Uh, and do we hear a lot about him having a big time? There's no way he can jump over Bruce Brown though. Like uh, it, Bruce Brown feels like a more skilled version of Davon Reed, having never seen him play in a big team. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't think it's going to be anybody else I, I can't see it being one of the rookies really 
even though I love me some Jack White, I just can't see it being him. No, no, but he could be not MVP, but he's like day day one or day two. Like who's standing out so far? Well, I'll tell you what, Jack White's out there doing all the dirty work. Yeah, yeah. he could be mis- he could be Mr. Training Camp. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zeke, I think Zeke, Zeke should have some some great moments at training camp. You know, he's he's in a position battle, I think. He's I would got a lot to prove. Where where would you is where is Zeke for you? Like who's your number one? Like if you hear that's training camp MVP, you go, that's good news. That's good news for this season. Jamal Murray. Like, Probably. like right, right? Yeah. Or Michael Porter. Like th- those would be the two for sure. Um but yeah, if, if Zeke Najee was like balling out and he's the backup center and he's just firmly in the rotation, that'd be pretty cool. Pretty exciting, yeah. Would that be. would be really cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that's all we got for today, guys. Fun show. Thanks for hanging out with us on this casual Friday. Next week, training camp is in full swing. We got media day Monday. We got training camp starting Tuesday in San Diego. We'll be live with a full week of shows, of course. Hit the like button before you guys get out of here. We'll talk to you on Monday.